Hello everyone, Carter here, bringing you another episode of Out of the Hourglass, presented by Nolan Consulting Group, a podcast dedicated to helping small business owners and contractors visualize their goals, develop their teams, and build sustainable growth so that business operations don't run solely through them. We want to get business owners out of the hourglass. This episode features NCG's sales guys, Andrew Amran and Jim Falk. They team up to discuss the outline for an annual sales business plan. Do your estimators have an annual sales business plan? Are they preparing for 2021 with goals, and do they understand what they need to do each day to achieve those goals? All of this and much more from Andrew and Jim. Thanks for listening, and as always, don't forget to rate and subscribe. Enjoy the show. All right. Thanks, Carter. Jimmy, great to be back uh, in remote studio with you. We are, we are in the, uh, the, mo- the moving, the mobile studio here at Nolan Painting. Mm, the mobile, yes. Always good to be here with you, Andrew. Hey, man, great. I pr- that makes one person. <laughs> we, if you. We can, if we can find more people, that'd be great. <laughs> uh, okay, so today we're, we're back doing our sales podcast. Uh, we're talking about sales business plan. Hmm, that sounds interesting. Uh, Jimmy, we talk a lot about too many people are out there winging it. Maybe they've got a goal, but they haven't really thought through how they're going to achieve their goal. Uh, and so today we're going to focus on a format to really help sales reps drill down on how they're going to achieve their goals this year. Love it, Andrew. I love when you talk that way. (laughs) Planning. Can I, can I borrow from Connell? Prior planning prevents poor performance. Well said too. There we go. So give us your experience with uh, business plans. You've done this quite a few times. Yeah, well, so it's interesting. When I started here with Nolan Painting, which now is, uh, gosh, 16, 17 years ago, uh, planning was a foreign concept to me. Um, And it was when I I became a member of the management team here that I really saw how much effort went into the company business plan. Um, And when I say effort, I mean, it's – it's uh, it's a plan that is built over the course of months, uh, many, many meetings, uh, looking at KPIs, uh, many different metrics, uh, what the goals for the company look like, and, and what, do we ne- what do we need to do to achieve that, uh, that level of success? Um, and, and then it, it ends with a vision, you know, the idea of writing a vision. The year has already elapsed, and what did we want that year to look like? Mm-hmm. Um, so a few years back, uh, with the help of NCG, um, we created the sales rep business plan. Um, as I continued to see how well it worked for the company, it was really an opportunity. The plan is really just a way to focus in on what's important um, and, and keep your eye on the prize. Well, on, on that note, I mean, I, I, I think it's fair to say I hear from plenty of people, I, I hate this piece of paper. I hate this plan. I hate having to do it. But I love the process. When I'm done with the process, it's so meaningful. And it's not about the piece of paper. It's about going through the process to figure out how you're going to go about achieving this goal. Uh, definitely. Yeah, and it's, <clears throat> you know, to me, there there's an element of IR in this identity role mm. because when you start to break down what your previous year looked like as a sales rep, and what this year needs to look like. And when you start to do your cookbooks and when you start to do a SWOT analysis uh, on yourself and your own performance, uh, it's gut check time because a lot of people don't like to talk about 
um, what their weaknesses are or what the threats may be. They mm -hmm. want to focus on their strengths. Well, I'm great at this. I'm great at that. But the growth only comes if we start to really focus in on our weaknesses and threats. Um, to me, that's when growth really happens, and, and that's what I have focused in on it are, over the are years. Are we really clear on what our weaknesses are? So I, Sometimes I, I like the word challenge, not weakness, so I, I do a Scott instead of a SWAT. But <laughs> what are our challenges? You know, I, I remember doing my own individual development plans and, and um, personal sales business plans. You know, when I, when I got clear on what my challenges were, it was actually a lot easier to conquer them. What was hard was not exactly knowing what the challenge is and i think with that i'll recommend for the audience as you go through this process don't do it alone draft somebody a mentor a coworker, your your sales manager go write down your thoughts and then review it with them and, and get clear exactly on what the challenge is it makes it makes it easier mm, yeah it's actually an interesting idea and, and strategy um I, I haven't done that myself because I, me personally, I, I think I'm harder on myself than most people. Like I want to be the best. Um, I need to be the best. I'm extremely competitive. And when I start to focus on those things that really matter, um, magical things happen. Well, certainly gut check time, you know, it's sometimes easier to close the door and, and do it yourself. Uh, I would suggest that for me personally, and I think for some people out there, uh, getting feedback on it and another perspective um, can help clarify. So let's let's go through the steps here. Uh, there are a couple defined steps. We do have, if you want a copy of the sales business plan, we do have a copy of it we can send you. There are seven steps or parts. And uh, so, Jim, why don't you walk us through the first one? Sure. Yeah, so... And, and I know that everybody listening to this podcast wants a copy of this. So please, uh, the template is available through NCG. Um, we are more than happy to get it to you. Uh, uh, so the first step is um, I, I look at um, how my previous year wrapped up. So, you know, right now we're in just the beginning phases of 2021. Um, I take a thoughtful look back at um, how was 2020 for me? Um, and I start to ask questions like, where did I improve over the previous year? Um, did I regress in, in any areas? Is there, is there any areas that top of mind are really need attention and focus to really become, I mean, really in its, in its essence, this is all about becoming the best version of yourself, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, it's just, it's an idea of looking in the mirror and taking a thoughtful look at where the wins were, but also... Where are the losses? What are things that that I can really work work better at and work on to become that best version of myself? At this point, um, number two, so draft your goals for the current year. Um, at this point, you're done. You're done with that. Are you guys done with that? Do you ha you have your goals yeah, finished, a, or so are they still in wet concrete, sort of? <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is actually a really interesting topic, Andrew. That's the um, second interesting question I've asked. Pro Producer Carter, would have, that, I'm two for two. Well, in the in the stop now. I got two thumbs up from Producer Carter. <laughs> I guess in the true vein of I'm okay, you're okay. I'm I've become a master stroker. Um, <laughs> um, I am so, not okay anymore. <laughs> So this year, um, I will say this year is a, an anomaly. Um, 
in years past, this is the this is the first year that we don't have a con concrete number set for the whole year, um, because there's so much uncertainty with COVID and and what the overall economy is going to look like. So every year up until 2021, our business plan had um, total revenue numbers, mm -hmm. what the company was going to do, broken down monthly, cookbook numbers based on those, knowing exactly how many leads we needed each month. And then for each, the whole year, for the, for yeah, the well, each month for the whole year. Exactly. So yeah. January through December and the sales team, each individual salesperson had 12 months of set goals. This year, for the first time, we have not done that um, because we feel that there's so, so much uncertainty. And I'm not saying this is right or wrong, but what we've decided looking forward is that we're going to take it a quarter at a time right now. I think that's reasonable. So as a company, we have our first quarter goals set, and then each salesperson has their first quarter goals defined as well. And, and, and as we get into February and early parts of March, we're going to start to forecast what the second quarter will look like and so forth. And that leads us to number three, so validate with a cookbook. And I think your team recently did this. Love the cookbook. Yeah, so cookbook is something that I've, I've felt strongly about for many years. Uh, I do it myself religiously. Um, last year, for the first time, we brought the whole sales team in and, and it really helped them define the cookbook and really understand the process and, and mm -hmm. why it's so important. Um, and this year was no different. So for the first quarter of 2021, we met with our sales team yesterday and everybody has a defined cookbook now for a blueprint for what success looks like in January, February, and March. And so a cookbook, for those of you that might not know, working backwards, you've, you've got your goal for the month. We're taking your average sale, Mm -hmm. Goal divided by average sale equals number of sales I need. Number of jobs need to be sold. Yep. Divided by the close rate, here's the number of estimates I yep. need. Exactly. Now I have a baseline. And then you can divide that number by four and a half weeks. That's how many leads I need a week or even days. I can, I can um, drill it down to days. And now I have a roadmap. Perfectly said. It's a, it's a blueprint. It's, you know, it's that notion of beginning with the end in mind. Um, you know, because goals, goals on the surface, um, I don't know if this is the right word, but but they they tend to look obtuse. I, I don't care what the number is. You know, let's say just we'll keep the math simple. Let's say uh, a, a sales rep has a goal of a hundred thousand. Well, you know, it's January second, and uh, okay, I got to go out and sell a hundred thousand this month. Am I am I just going to go out and sell? Like I I don't know. Maybe I'll hit the goal. Maybe I won't. If I if I work real hard. I want to know what it's going to take to hit that goal. I can't help but think, Jim, how can you be so obtuse? <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I hear that word, I think about the same movie. You, like, <laughs> you know exactly. which one? Um, I'm uh, Shawshank Redemption. Obtuse. Uh, yes, How can you, you be so obtuse? That's it. Uh, great. Uh, Tim Robbins, great movie. Uh, great movie. Um, so number so, four then. Yep. So strategies. So you guys worked through your cookbook. A natural outgrowth of that is number four strategies in your in your plan yep uh so can you comment on any of the strategies that were discussed yeah so in strategies we start to ask questions like you know how are we going to do it um where are the leads going to come from are there specific target customers or demographics that we're going after um if you're in the commercial world you know what prospects are we going to be mining after this year 
Um, so I actually, so I look at it two ways. I start to define, okay, what are some of the things that can really help me hit my goals this year and make me successful and make me the best version of myself? So I, I, broke, I break it down personally, but then also as a company, as a unit, as a unit. So personal, like what are the ways that I personally can contribute to not only my own success, but the company's success as mm -hmm. well? And I start to list those, and I have, I have a whole list here that I've, I've come up with. But then I also look at it from the company perspective. Okay, what are the things that, that, we're, that we can do as a unit, a unified unit, that can help make us all successful? Whether it's, you know, the, the community outreach and the branding. Um, we're doing more, you know, radio and targeted TV now. Um, you know, uh, opportunities through our, what we call our certified contractor alliance which, mm -hmm. which is a referral group that um, talk, talk about strongly. that let's do a, a little divergent on that so the contractor network i think everybody needs one of these everybody everywhere yeah. needs a trifecta three at least three businesses uh complementing complementary businesses that would use the similar customers to support each other so can you can you Real, real quick on yours. Yeah, sure. No problem. Yeah, so um, it was a group that we were actually one of the founding members of years ago. Um, hasn't, hasn't grown huge. It's, um, we kind of wanted to be the anti-BNI. And I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with BNI, but um, we wanted it to be specific to contractors. So in other words, we're not, we don't have bankers. We don't have insurance agents right, in there. Right, right. Um, and we've been very, very selective over the years. So right now we have um, eight members wow. that are part of the group, but they all share, we all share similar cultures. Um, we all have critical infrastructures and we're all, you know, we all share the same mindset. You know, it's all about customer service. It's not about the cheapest price. It's about quality. It's about making the customer happy and it's about growing our businesses. Those are the companies that we've we've kind of branded with. So now back on our, our I appreciate that. Yep. Um, back on our business plan. So what would you say to the sales rep and try to get into the mindset of maybe uh, somebody newer in the role, maybe not new to sales, but new to their company or a couple of years or three years with their company? Uh, you know, I just hit my goals. I have my goal. And like, what do you, what do you mean? What are the strategies? That, what do you mean? How am I going to do it? I'm just going to do it. You just, you just, you just do it. You have a goal and you, and you go hit it. Why, right. why do I have to write it down? Mm. Well, I, you know, that, that's, that's actually an excellent question, Andrew. That, that's, that's three or four compliments <laughs> I've gotten, Producer Carter. This is, Jim's in a good mood today. I'm, I'm in a generous mood today. <laughs> so I, I would say this, uh, so speaking from personal experience, one of the things that I found out about myself um, as when I started this process a, f a few years back was that if I started to look at my where my jobs were coming from and my closing rates a little bit more thoughtfully, I was closing a much higher percent on smaller jobs. And when I say smaller jobs, let's say $3,500 and below. But with the bigger jobs, my close rate was going down or it was lower than that I should say and I realized that I was probably spinning my wheels a bit I was spending probably too much time on small jobs mm -hmm. you know with follow-up and trying to set up next step agreements and not enough time with the larger jobs and some of that looking back was head trash you know, I had a tough time understanding. Like, I treat all my customers the same. They get all the same effort. They, they you know, I'm, I, 
give everybody the same amount of time. And, but that, not every estimate is created equally, no. I've heard you say. and Exactly. And, yeah. and that was part of it. But, again, I'm throwing myself out here. So I had head trash wrapped around that. You know, I was looking at a $30,000 interior exterior painting job. Part of me, um, in the back of my mind, even though, you know, I live, sleep, and eat Nolan Painting, like this is the brand I I sell, I sell value. Part of me had a tough time, like, really, like, understanding how somebody's just going to drop $30,000 on a painting mm. job. Like, that wasn't, mm-hmm. that's not in my world right now. Um, I think that's common. I would never pay this much to paint my house. Like, how, how could, I could never afford this, how, you know. Yep. So yeah, that was, you know, at th- at that moment, that this this became part of my business plan moving forward. And, and you know, again, I'm going back a handful of years. I'd be lying if I told you I remember what year that was. But I remember it was this epiphany. Yesterday. <laughs> yeah. It was it became part of my SWOT analysis. And I know we're going to talk about that as yeah. well. Um, but it was a weakness. You know, I, I was focusing too much or I felt more strongly about the value we brought on smaller jobs than larger jobs. That's probably the best way I can, I can articulate it. And when I started to recognize that head trash and get rid of it and really focus on those larger jobs, I mean, my, my average job size has grown a- almost double from what, what it was back then. So. Um, so you would say to that rep, maybe who, who's in the, I don't want to write it down. I just want to, I just want to go, 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 go. no, no sharpening of the saw. I just want to go and do work that, that writing it down. It's a, until you write it down, it's just a dream. Maybe that is the phrase goes. Yep. And I, I would also say that it, for the same amount of time that I vested, it made me more successful. So good segue you made into now step five, which, which is the SWOT analysis. So now that you have goals, you've, you've done the pre-work and you've listed out um, your goals and the ways you're going to get there relative to those things what are your strengths weaknesses opportunities and threats Mm -hmm. which is step five so tell us about that yeah so this is the same process that that many of your companies go through when they're doing their formal business plans we we do this religiously every year we look at the company's strengths weaknesses opportunities threats so we've adopted the same same principle um for ourselves as you know as our role as a salesperson, how are we performing? And again, it, it's really about looking at yourself in the mirror and being 100% honest. Um, it's fun to list the strengths. Uh, don't get me, you know, everybody likes to look in the strengths and, you know, mm-hmm. puff out their chest and feel great about it. But, it, and it's good, to, it's good to reinforce and understand what those strengths are. But I want to spend more time on what are, what are the weaknesses? And that was one of the things that I had listed. I realized as I looked at my numbers a little more closely that my weakness was a lower closing rate with big ticket jobs. And I really started to focus on that. That's and a pretty honest evaluation. It was, it was, a, it was a, a very honest evaluation. Um, and it wasn't easy to admit because I wanted to think in, in my head that I, I was great at everything and I realized I wasn't. And so this is really about growth. It's growth as you're as your role as a professional salesperson. So I, I think here at, at this step, I think would be an, an important one. If you are struggling with this a little bit to bring in a mentor, um, Jimmy, I'd, I'd be happy to join you in sharing with you what your weaknesses are at, at any time. If you'd like to invite me, 
Um, the, did, the, did, it, did, did Andrew just say something? <laughs> uh, <laughs> go to a mentor. Uh, hopefully, are your sales manager, um, a, a friend, uh, to a coach, a coach. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, to share with you, um, you know, what's a tough conversation. It, it's tough here just talking about it. You know, nobody likes to talk about weaknesses, but if, if you can have some support in doing that and identifying in relation to these goals, it's got to be in relation to something. I, I don't want to just talking about weaknesses is it doesn't really mean much. I, we've got to get somewhere. So as it relates to hitting this goal and doing these activities, here's what I might struggle with. Or a trusted advisor would say, here's what I think you're going to struggle with. Yeah, and and you're right. And the and but the first step is identifying what those weaknesses are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and this is where I mentioned it a few minutes ago. This this is why IR comes into this because if you're if you're not an I10, if your identity is anything less than a 10, that winner attitude, um, you're not going to be honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. It all starts with the identity and what's going on in your head. How effective I am in my role doesn't affect how I feel about myself as a person. So I can have weaknesses, and I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm still a good person. That, that You're still the same me... person you were 30 seconds ago before you admitted that. Right? All right, and so, so now that leads us to step six, the personal development, growth, and even motivation. How are you going to stay motivated? Sales, sales is a battle every day. And what are the things you're going to do? So now in, in documenting the steps you're going to take, um, listening to the uh, Out of the Hourglass podcast should be mm. everyone everyone's list of personal development, that's I a, think. That's a, that's a clear motivation. So can I, in the, in the spirit of vulnerability, you know, some of your, your personal development or items just to help people feel tangible, give them a tangible example. So things you've done. Sure. Sure. Well, um, I, you know, I've listed a handful of things and, and, you know, each year I only continue to add to the list. Um, but I'll, I'll list a few here. So continuing education, like I, I take advantage of every opportunity to learn and, and uh, know more about my industry, about dealing with people, about understanding the psychology of the salesperson of the prospect in every aspect of our business, our trade, I want to be seen as an expert. That's one of my goals. Um, I continue to list out books that I refer back to mm. over and over again. Things like how to win friends and influence people. Um, I recently just added games people play, all about transactional oh, analysis yeah. Yeah. And from Eric Byrne. You can't teach a kid to ride a bike at a seminar. There's a whole list of books that I have here. What about motivation? Um, what do you, what do you, what self-talk? Do you, do you have any favorite self-talk things that phrases that you come back to? Um, well, so honestly, I use, I use the books as, as a, a lot of my motivation. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so self-talk is always something I'm working on. I don't have anything in particular listed here. Um, actually one, one I was just thinking of, I've, I've heard you say is never be finished. Mm. Never be finished. Read when you mentioned reading books, it made me think of it. You know, reread the same books again. Never be finished. Yep. Because if you're finished, you're not learning. You're not growing. Never be finished. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. Like, uh, so to me, one of the most influential books, at least as as far as me personally, is Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. Oh yeah. 
I mean, the book's nearly 100 years old, but the principles are, are sound amazing, as they it? were 1936, if I'm not 30, mistaken. 36 or 26, 36. So, <clears throat> I mean, there, there could be like times where I just have a down week for a variety of reasons, not, maybe not just as my role as a salesperson. And I pick that book up and I, I read a chapter or a few snippets, and it's amazing. I, I automatically start to feel better. Um, uh, yeah, so those are things. And other things that I include on this list are one of the things that's really important to me is this notion of work-life balance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, my personal time, my family time, the time I put into my family and foster those relationships is really important to me. So to me, that's a motivating factor. Like, yeah, I want to be I want to be a winner and I, I want to be a, a proven sales professional in Nolan painting. But that home life is so important to me and having that balance and and knowing that that's the case, that is a motivation. Is, for is me. your life serving your work or is your work serving your life kind of thing? Exactly. So yeah. at this point, I can't help but go for the shameless plug <laughs> uh, in the personal development category. So. Our, the sales boot camps that we offer, Sales Boot Camp uh, 1.0, uh, is coming up in the summer. Sales Advanced Sales Boot Camp, or Boot Camp 2.0, we like to call it, uh, is coming up in February, where we get into some of the transactional analysis um, uh, topics you were talking about. Um, the sales peer groups, being part of, of a peer group, if, if it's ours or anybody else's, being part of a peer group that pushes you to achieve um, being part of a sales team, sales meetings, yep. checking in against your plan every week, um, all all powerful things. Um, all right, so then now last, step seven, last but not least, business development and prospecting have got to be part of the plan. And that, that includes past customers, right? Mm-hmm. So what, do you, what are the behaviors that you're going to be executing on to generate more buzz for the company. And you, you, you were talking earlier about community involvement, but mm-hmm. documenting how you're going to reach out. This isn't about just getting leads from the office and running the leads I've got. It's about creating a buzz and building the business, right? That's got to be part of it. Um, Agreed. Give us your thoughts there. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I agree. So, you know, as as primarily a residential repaint business, um, I mean, the majority of the leads that that are coming to this individual sales reps are company driven. They're they're coming from the company. But we encourage our our sales professionals to be involved in other organizations, whether it's the Chamber of Commerce, um, whether it's things like this uh, trade referral group that I'm a part of that I've now brought in another one of our sales reps into mm-hmm. um, cuz that's that's actually a it's a way to create raving fans and you know I, I look at some of these groups like even if even if it yields 30 jobs over the course of the year mm-hmm. to me that's a huge victory because now you have 30 new hopefully raving fans that are going to continue to call you back and and from those fans start to generate referral business as yep. well and the tree just continues to grow and blossom. And on the commercial side, how, how many architects are you going to call? How many general contractors are you going to call? How many property managers are you going to call? What's your list of property managers? What what industries are you going to target? Um, what How are you going to block off time on your calendar to do it? Yep. 
And I know um, one of the things that um, that you guys talk about, Andrew, a lot is is that uh, that notion of the cir- who's in your circle of influence. And you know, there this is all in the template that we can share with you. But understanding, you know, are these people a target? Are they a new acquaintance? Are they a peer? Are they are they already a raving fan? Like, let's let's develop a list of whether it's property managers or HOA boards or building engineers, let's develop a target mm-hmm. list that we're really going to farm and farm well. So seven steps to a documented sales plan for the year. Uh, Jimmy, thank you for your time here. Thank Always you, a pleasure. Andrew. Always good. Producer Carter. Appreciate it. That's a wrap. Thanks, Jimmy. Giddy up. Thank you. Enjoy the day. Thanks for listening to this episode. Out of the Hourglass is recorded and produced by the team at Nolan Consulting Group, a nationwide business consulting firm with coaches located around the country. Have a question, comment, or idea for future episodes? We'd like to hear from you. Visit our website, www.nolancg.com.